0: Everybody, this is Tova from Operation Tube Talk, and uh, this episode is going to be all about, um, I guess it's 101 of Vienna balls, not the ones you're thinking of. Uh, this one I'm, I'm recording on a Sunday night because I'm out tomorrow, and Monday's usually when I post uh, an episode, so you're going to hear a lot of background noise because I'm currently hiding in the bedroom, and the kid's a little bit under the weather, he's fine, but he's kind of running around wildly, and the husband is being loud as well. So, sorry if there's any background noise. Uh, One day I'll have a studio. So anyway, these are my ball tips, because we're right smack dab in the middle of ball season in Vienna, which actually starts November 11th, and goes until, uh, I guess, Lent, when Lent starts. Um, That's when Catholics for 40 days don't eat cheese, I think. I don't I don't know. Um, but it's always a great time uh, in, in Vienna in terms of you can pretty much go to any Ubon station at a certain time and see people in ball gowns um, heading to the balls. And actually just the other night, it was only, I think, 9 o'clock at night, I was heading home, and I saw a bunch of debutantes, um, I think, going out clubbing because they were done with their uh, opening ceremony. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what you can expect from balls uh, when you attend one here in this fabulous city. I've been to over a dozen, and um, they there's kind of a, um, a similarity between them all, and some, of course, have differences. Uh, the main ones I've been to are the IAEA ball, which is kind of also called the UN ball. I've been to that many times. I'm not going this year. Um, my feet hurt on the marble. <laughs> it's just it's too big of a ball. It's gotten so huge And uh, I've done it probably about eight times. I'm kind of like, nah, don't need to go anymore. I've been to the Concordia Ball, which is actually a ball in the summer, so it doesn't actually technically fall in ball season. And it's glorious. I love that ball. I hope to try to go to that one again this year, but I'm not sure if I'll be in town. Uh, I've been to, of course, the Science Ball. This will be my third time coming up uh, this Saturday. And I went to a Marine Ball, which doesn't count as a Vienna Ball, but that was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's so many in the city. Anyone that you go to is going to be fabulous and amazing. So these are my tips for your first time. Um, number one, generally for most of the balls, your dress should be floor length. And it doesn't matter if it hits your ankles, but it generally should be uh, to the floor. Cocktail dresses are uh, forbidden, not allowed. You can wear them to the science ball, though, just to let you know. Um, in a lot of places, they will actually stop you at the door and you can't go in, even if you've bought a ticket, just to warn you, it's happened a few times. Uh, men generally have to wear a bow tie uh, with a, what they call here a smoking, which means a tuxedo. Um, there's different levels of them, of course. So there's the ones with tails, which I think you have to wear to the open ball, but I'm not hundred percent sure that's the opera ball, which I still have not been to on my bucket list. Um, one tip with the dress, uh, try to wear something as comfortable as possible because I know it's hard when you're wearing a ball dress, but you want to be able to go to the bathroom in it. It's not a wedding dress. Your friend's not going to help you pee. So, um, try to make it a very easy dress to wear. Also, um, from personal experience, try to take a flash picture of yourself in it before you go to the ball and see if it's see-through. I'm just saying it's a good, good tip. Um, let's see what else, uh, don't bring too many accessories. So when you, uh, pretty much all you want to have is your dress and your clutch and your jewelry, but don't, I mean, you can bring a Pashmina if you want, but I, I have done that in the past and I've always left it somewhere or forgotten about it. So try to kind of keep it easy. I saw that somebody had written on a a message board that she wanted to bring her large camera and she was asking if that's allowed and everybody's like it's allowed but it's a pain in the took you're not going to want to lug that around um also avoid wearing a white dress uh because generally the debutantes wear white dresses so to tell you what the debutantes are um they have this opening of every ball where you have many many young women in white with men dressed in tuxedos or with entails tails and they kind of parade in and then they do kind of a couple of little dances and then the floor is open for the waltz it's gorgeous to see so if you're at a ball uh, balls, I think usually kind of open around nine o'clock, try to get a good spot. So you can see the opening ceremony if you haven't seen it before, because it's, it's exquisite and it's amazing. Most of the debutantes and the cavaliers are children of people who are somehow associated with the ball or high society. Um, I would have killed to have been a debutante had I known that this was a gig going, uh, back when I was that age. Um, but then actually looking back, I probably would have hated it every moment of it so yeah try not to wear a white dress any color is fine you can wear they try to do a trend they try to say like this season red ball dresses are really in but nobody really pays attention to that and um yeah you can wear support garments if you want to I'm definitely going to be doing that this year uh shoes let's talk about shoes because at every ball even if you're not dancing you're walking these are huge places these are palaces or city hall like you're going to be constantly walking so uh, I've learned to wear the most comfortable pair of shoes uh, heels that I have and even put gel insoles into them because even you could be wearing flats and your feet are still going to hurt uh, it doesn't matter generally what your shoes look like because you're wearing a long dress but if you want to wear amazing shoes which I get Um, been there. Uh, Try to bring a pair of flats with you. You can check them at the coat check in a little bag. I would definitely recommend having those on hand. Uh, Otherwise, you might just have two bloody stumps by the end of the night. Uh, Been there. Um, Before you go, try to drink as much water as possible. You're going to be drinking, you're going to be walking, you're going to be dancing, but During the day, drink as much water as possible. Also, try to have a biggish meal before you go. Uh, I know generally because you want to fit in your dress, you might not want to eat a ton of food, but I always have pizza before I go, and uh, it's been um, been a blessing because pizza is a blessing, but no, it makes a huge difference. And then, um, yeah, again, uh, fill up because there's generally not food at the ball. You can get uh, sausages. Sometimes there's goulash, goulash at midnight, but generally there's not a ton of food that you can eat at a traditional Viennese ball. So try to load up on carbs before that. Um, ch- try to learn how to waltz. I s- still haven't done it, and I've been to so many balls. Because uh, I generally go just with girlfriends, so I don't have a date. So I don't think, okay, I need to, I need to waltz. But one day I'll learn how to do it. But it's a, um, it's a, it's. Not so complicated. I'm sure I could take the time to learn it, but um, I got other things to do. I'm a busy, busy person. Uh, I'll never forget. It was I think actually last year at the science ball, sitting around with a bunch of uh, people I knew. Uh, they're friends of a good friend of mine, and we were all chatting. And they're you know super um, super woke women. We're talking about feminism, and the patriarchy, and we're going on and on, and then suddenly the Blue Daniel Waltz came on, and then they all stood up, and they're like, oh, well, we must waltz now, and they went off with their, uh, partners, which I found was absolutely hilarious, because so I was like, no, yeah, it's just so vienna, like, everybody knows how to waltz, except for me, um, so if you're gonna waltz, you should know how to waltz if you want to go on the dance floor, because people will, um, be ticked off if you're just, uh, you don't know what you're doing, um, If you are sitting at a table, if you've booked a table, because usually what happens is you get a runner ticket, which means that you are able to walk anywhere around in the ball, not the VIP section unless they invite you. Also, been told, uh, learned that uh, the hard way. But don't. um, So you'll. You can also get a table, um, a table ticket. And one thing, always check the menu prices before you order um, anything, because prices will shock you. This is Vienna. Alcohol is cheap, but not at balls. Just, uh, last year was a bit of, um, a little bit of a cardiac arrest when I got the uh, receipt. Um, also sitting, uh, speaking about tables, do not sit down at a table unless you know the people there, unless they've specifically said, yeah, take my seat for a little while. It's just, it's not allowed. It's, it's just looked down upon. And I think the, you know, it's, it's kind of like people have paid for these seats. And then, Um, if your friend says, take my seat for a while, totally cool, but don't sit at some stranger's table unless you've been invited. And sometimes that does happen. I've been asked to sit at strangers' tables and that's always fun. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, we thought you were somebody else. Um, also... The best thing to do is to walk around also at a ball. I mean, it's great to have a table so you have a place to sit down when your feet start to bleed, but it's also great to just kind of walk around and check out the different rooms because every ball will have different, um, things to see. So, uh, for example, at the IAEA ball, which is in the Hofburg Palace, it's just gorgeous and beautiful. I highly recommend to go at least once to this ball, even though I, I plan not to go for a few more years, um, Again, but they have tons of different themed rooms. So there's different bands. There's um Latin music. There's um disco. There's it's it's fantastic and it's gorgeous, and uh, the main ballroom is kind of where a lot of the action is, and in terms of everyone <clears throat> seeing like the main opening and whatnot but it's uh it's important to kind of check out the area and see what else is around there's always uh, or not always but there's usually like good kind of a disco room where people end up uh later in the evening to dance um if you want to buy drinks beer generally is the cheapest op- option at the ball just to let you know nobody will look down upon on you if you order beer uh, i'm just letting you know uh another thing uh be careful not to step on other people's dresses uh you have some people who will wear dresses that are <clears throat> incredibly long and flowy so uh just be careful where you're walking and uh as i said for example the science ball is at the rat house which is this beautiful neo gothic um building and there are many stairs so just be careful when you're going up and down the stairs and uh, Uh, invariably, you will see uh, people who've had too much to drink, and I don't know why there haven't been more deaths at balls in Vienna. Uh, Also, at midnight, try to head to the main ballroom, because that's when they're going to do the midnight quadrille, which I've talked about before, but it's pretty much one of my friends had a friend visiting from Canada, and she couldn't believe it when she was watching it. She's like... This is like Jane Austen on crack. It's just insane. And it's super fun. I've said it before. I've never done the Midnight Quadrille because I prefer to watch the insanity of it. But it's it's good old-fashioned 1800s ball fun. Um, what else? Yeah, make sure that you try to have maybe a sausage at some point. The... The unspoken etiquette of a ball is that you don't get drunk until midnight, so you try to keep it together, and then, you know, all bets are off. Uh, the science ball, I believe, ends around 3s, and uh, pretty much, yeah, I think I've left around 3 both times, and uh, it's amazing how it seems to be going on for a long time, I mean, it's taking a while, and you're like, oh, it's midnight only, oh, wow, and then about 20 minutes later, it's like, oh, it's 3, I, I better head home. And this is the point where you're probably pretty grateful that you have flats at the coat check because you're going to want to put those on as you wait for a taxi in the freezing cold. Um, it's, uh, it's always kind of survival of the fittest when it comes to taxis. Luckily, I haven't had an issue uh, um, after most balls to grab a taxi. I do remember one year going to the IAEA ball. And it was just this crazy wind, just opening the palace doors to get out to the taxi stand was an effort. And it was a crowd of people, and people kept kind of jumping, and we were kind of leading some kind of revolution against the uh, line skippers. Uh, I think I might have led that, because I'd had a little bit too much to drink, and uh, I'm pretty sure there were some important people I yelled at. So when you kind of head home at 3, my favorite thing to do is I wash my face, and I put on the best pair of pajamas I have, probably heat up some slices of pizza and then I sit on the sofa and probably Facebook about my amazing night or look through pictures of the ball and then I pass out and I'm probably going to be woken up at six in the morning by the kid. So the best thing about a ball is that it's the dressing up, it's the excitement, it's uh, something that you know, by the time the, the evening is over, you can't believe how it just passed. It's kind of like your wedding day. It's like, what? That just, all that planning and it's gone. Um, it's, uh, it's a great way to see friends. It's a great way to maybe network for some people. I've never really networked because I've been generally kind of blotto. And uh, the best thing is just to have fun. And if your feet hurt, um, I told you. No, just make sure to take a break and uh, yeah it's uh, it's always an interesting um, there's always a different feeling at different balls depending on what's going on uh, in the world I think last year I was in a bit of a downer don't know why Uh, but this year I'm really looking forward to it I think I'm gonna have a great time it's been just the last few weeks have been pretty insane in kind of neat things happening personally so I think I have things to maybe kind of celebrate um so that's those are my really easy tips for the ball if you can think of anything else please let me know and um yeah as i said i will be posting this uh monday which will be when you are listening to it but i will be out i am going to a restaurant called daniel moser's cottage i think in the 18th or 19th never heard of it uh, but it looks great so that'll be a lot of fun and tuesday's going to be a crazy day i have a meeting at an autism center I, um, I've had a meeting there in the past, and it was, um, I don't want to say much, but let's just say it was disastrous, so we're going to see how this one goes. I'm hoping it's uh, um, going to be okay. Afterwards is the therapy networking night at the Beaver Brewing Company, so I will be there for about an hour, and uh, after that I'm actually going to be interviewing the owner of the Beaver Brewing Company for a podcast, so that will be posted uh, next week. And, yeah, its wedding anniversary is on Wednesday, that's 14 years. Uh, today we ordered takeout and he almost died on some wasabi, and I kind of wonder how he Lived before we met. Uh, we're not doing anything on the actual day, but the next day we might be doing a um, a quick dinner. But it's it's always hard, kind of during the week with the kid, and we don't want the nanny to have to stay too late. And then next Saturday is going to be the science ball. So my plan for that day is I might go to a spinning class in the morning. I'm not sure. I'm definitely going to try to take a disco nap, and then I since I'm not uh, having a hair and makeup artist this year, uh, saving some money, spending it on other things, uh, I'm going to probably have my hair in little itty-bitty curlers, because I'm going to go for a very Zelda Fitzgerald hair look, and maybe do a face mask, take a bath, and then start to get ready around six or so. I've been invited to the uh, reception beforehand, which I'm really excited about. So check out Instagram for posts on that and me going, Oh my God, so great. Love it. So amazing. Surreal hashtag. Um, otherwise, yeah, Sunday, uh, nobody call me. Don't write me. Uh, I'll be dead. I will not be able to respond to anything. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. I am definitely exhausted as I said earlier the kid or I even blogged about it today kid is sick he seemed to be doing much better yesterday because he had his shots on Wednesday but I guess his immune system's down and somehow I don't know how he got a little bit of a cold because he hasn't left the house since Wednesday so I don't know where he got it from but I will find some somebody to blame um we, I think he'll stay home one more day tomorrow and then we'll ship him off on Tuesday. It kind of reminds me of a friend's uh, story where her poor kids have had scarlet fever twice in the last couple of months. And then they were home for almost a week and then they sent them to school. And then the kindergarten called and was like, Oh, your daughter has a fever. And uh, my friend was like, I cannot, this cannot be the third time of scarlet fever. It turns out that she is okay, but uh, we deduced that she probably had a fever because she wanted to watch TV. Um, Kids have this incredible power of creating illness if they are determined enough. Uh, For example, my son pretends to throw up before I give him medicine. It's a fantastic thing that he does. Um, And now his newest thing when I give him medicine is that he spits it out immediately. So, yeah. God, they keep us young. Speaking of which, which I actually wrote on Facebook just a uh, little bit before I was at spinning this morning, and it uh, was supposed to be a different instructor. It turned out to be, he. apparently he was sick, so it was a different uh, instructor, and she was the one I had had yesterday. And she's really, really sweet and kind, and but she she makes you cry a little because she's, she's tough and she's got great arms. So I <laughs> walked in and I saw her and I was like, oh, it's you. Great. Um this was a crazy class and as I was saying as I wrote on Facebook as I was getting ready, I was on the bike and I was kind of uh adjusting things. I heard these two girls they were in their twenties and this girl was like, ew, he's like so old. He's like uh thirty-five or something and I just thought, oh god. <laughs> I I don't think in my twenties I thought thirty-five was old, but who knows? I God, who knows? Um it's, an, it's just amazing to think um, that there's like a new generation and uh, we're reminded of it, especially uh, on social media. And uh, you, you look at people in their early 20s and how they're in a completely different world from what I grew up in. Um, I'm not jealous. I have to say, I think I was pretty lucky to uh, avoid any type of social media as a teenager. I'm just going to put it out there that there would have been a lot of quotes from um, Fiona Apple, and um, there would have been a lot of desperate, um, I don't know, quotes from Virginia Woolf. It would have been a very emo, tragic thing, and a lot of vague booking about who, you know, I thought I knew who my real friends were, but I guess I don't. It would have been a, bit a mess. So anyway... I hope you guys all have a wonderful week and the next podcast episode will be with Anne from The Cake Tree. Uh she has a bit of a silent laugh, which is super cute. But just to let you know, I kind of sound like a dick in the podcast because I make a joke. And I see her laughing, but you might not be able to hear it on the podcast. So uh, so don't worry. She actually laughed. She didn't kick me out of her store. Uh, she thought I was funny. Um, yeah. So have a great week again. And stay tuned for the next episodes. Always, thank you for listening. If you can share the links, it would be always a huge help for me. And uh, like it. Or maybe comment. It's uh, It's a... It's a big deal when I see that. Thank you so much. So uh, have a, a great day still. And as I always end my podcast with, toodles.